made a mistake last week. We kept using the phrase too much, and not once did we refer to the song by Ghetto Concept by the same name. I'm John Chidley Hill. Wow. My, like, <laughs> I'm mind blown right now. Like, you caught me with that one. You really caught me with that one. I wasn't expecting that at all. You got me there. Well played. But I would venture to guess that since the majority of our listeners are American, I don't know how many of them would know that song. No, which is why we're going to invite them to look up <laughs> too much by uh, get a remix with snow. <laughs> well, I mean, first, first, they got to get their feet wet with the original too much by ghetto concept. And then listen to still too much the remix featuring uh, the god of Canadian hip hop, the OG himself, Maestro Fresh Wes, Cardinal Official, Official, excuse me, and Snow, best known for Informer. <laughs> it's a great song. It's, it is actually a great song. It's a guilty pleasure song for sure. I haven't listened to that song in so long, but when this is over, I'm going to play that song I, and watch the video. I'm half tempted to edit in at least that beat for the original version of the song because that beat slaps i don't think he can i don't know if he can man music rights i don't know i don't that's know true it's, gotta watch out we do have to watch out still i can tell our listeners we don't have the power of we don't have the power of mtv backing us you know? <laughs> that's true but i can tell our listeners that too much by ghetto concept that's the third time i'm mentioning them is on spotify so you have the technology on your hands. I know this because I listened to that song today. Of course you do. You still haven't introduced yourself, though. Uh, I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast, the, the challenge, and early 2000s Canadian hip-hop references. We're talking about double agents. Correct. We're picking up where we left off last week. We've got Leroy and Cam back in the house celebrating Leroy's admittedly very impressive win over jay yeah and for sure leroy is saying there are a lot of people there are a lot of people pointing out to us that leroy did that elimination before yes against johnny bananas yes um and dominated that and i don't really think that changes much of what we said like just because you've done it before that still doesn't make his exceptional performance any less impressive yeah do you know what I mean? Like, cool, I get that you've done it before, but still, how many times have you done it since? Like, I don't know if that setup's in gyms around the world where that's just something you're doing for your, like, Wednesday workout. You know what I mean? So, yeah, having familiarity helps. But, I mean, as we saw at the end of this, like, imagine, I think someone said, someone made the joke, like, how would Josh have done it that? Or how Devin made that you joke. Did make that joke? Devin made Devin, yes. Yeah. Right. And it's just like he'd still be up. There, yeah. Right. And it's like, yeah. So shouts to Leroy for sure. And shouts to the people that pointed that out to us uh, online because there are a couple different people. So I don't want to just single one person out and forget the others. So, yeah, I got I personally got three or four people, maybe five people pointing it out. We appreciate it. We don't always have the best memories for these things. Uh, you don't hurt our feelings when you tell us we miss something. That's cool. We're not that egotistical. I might be. Sheldon's not. He's a humble man. 
oh no, like I don't care at all. I will openly admit, <laughs> admit that I don't even remember what I had for lunch today. So anything you guys want to point out that we forgot during an episode or a prior season of the challenge, I'm here for it. As, as mentioned, me and John are having the conversation, but the real conversation exists beyond just this podcast, right? It's a conversation that continues in the mentions, on the interwebs. Everybody's involved in this podcast. We're just the voices that you get to hear. So Leroy and Cam are talking. He's excited. He's saying in confessional, you know, I got my gold skull. I got my girl. And then he says, we still have a lot of work to do. And immediately, I have to ask Sheldon, do they though? Like, do they have a lot of work still to do? Yeah, there's a lot of strategy at hand that still has to be played out. And I think, you know, because you, you still got to be planning ahead. And that means in two different ways. You got to be planning ahead in the sense that someone could maybe try to get brave and want to take your skull, right? Or you got to start thinking ahead about who does have a skull and who you might not want to go against in a final. So you got to start plotting that out, right? And see if there's a way that, oh, this is a puzzle. You know what? I'm going to throw Fessy in. You got to start thinking those things through, right? And so I think there is a long ways to go. And I and I think that Leroy is right for thinking that because you don't want to relax. You can never relax in a challenge house. Because the other thing is there could always be another twist around the corner. She does say, Cam that is, pronouns, pal. Uh, Cam does say that she wants herself and Leroy to have the strongest possible partners mm -hmm. to run the final with. It, yeah. And like, I guess the assumption is that if Cam wins, she'd split the money with Leroy. If Leroy wins, she, like, because they're a couple, because they live together, it would all work out for them. Yeah. Because like the other side of that thinking is, if Leroy has the strongest possible female partner, that means that the competition for Cam is tougher. And if Cam has the strongest possible partner for Leroy for as her partner, then the competition's harder for Leroy. But I like their theory because in that scenario, it's still better than, you know, those two people who are their partners instead of having to go against them with Cam and Leroy being partners. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're playing the math kind of. So even if, if we take two other competition, like two other people who would be competition against us and put it on our team, we're basically playing as a four person team now. Right. So that's just even it's giving us more of a chance to win. It's actually pretty smart. And I don't know if we've seen this before in terms of a couple not being partners together, because also if one of them gets eliminated, well, there's still another one left. Yep. Or as we saw at the end of that, that same season where they, they were in the final and ended up losing, neither of them ended up winning. Right. But they both were pretty close. And right at the very end, I think it was Cam that was the last one to get eliminated, if I'm not mistaken, at the end of that final, yeah. right? And they were de dejected because they thought this was their best chance to win, right? And, and you know, Leroy had a pretty good chance, but obviously the swimming caught up to him again. But this time around, maybe that's the thing too. Like, Leroy's bad swimming, maybe he doesn't want that to cost Cam winning. 
Yeah, maybe. Right. So it's 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 an interesting it's an interesting plan. I kind of like it. I'm interested to see how that plays out. I, I, I am less bullish about this. I think that they should both chill a little bit more. Like I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what they're saying, but I also think that at this stage, you know, that there's mm-hmm. going to be people with gold skulls who have to defend their gold skulls. I don't know that you want to be necessarily too active. You don't want to draw attention to yourself, right? Because every time you're making no, political fair. moves, it might blow up in your face. You might draw heat. And mm-hmm. as I was saying, you know, uh, I guess Leroy's partner, Casey, does not yet have a skull. But no. like Kyle does. So like cam especially like her partner set she said they can just sort of like hang back a little bit mm-hmm. um do you know who's not hanging back though nam is speaking with lolo telling her that they have to win the daily that he has to do yeah. it for his guy jay and which is a dumb reason it's a very stupid reason the reason why you want to go in if you're nam and lolo is because no one's ever going to vote you in because they don't want to see you in a final. So, like, you have to, like, call your own number. Like, you have to make it happen. And yeah. our man CT agrees because he overhears this conversation and interjects and is like, listen, if you two would just get your shit together, people would be terrified of you. So get it together. Um, oh, yeah. But Lola was upset in this conversation. And I have to admit, I don't understand why she was upset. Did you? No, but it's Lolo. Like, she's just frustrated for the sake of being frustrated. She's stressing herself out because she wants to compete but doesn't, like, still doesn't understand the game side of it yet and how to separate that on and off switch from being, like, the super intense, like, game player competitor and being the super intense. Like, she can't shut that off when it's time to just talk to people. She doesn't know how to play that side of the game yet well or even how to work with her partner. No. So she's just losing it, I think. And and she is trying to, you know, it's funny because I wonder what this would be like if she had a different partner. I don't think the partner is the problem. No, I don't think he's a, I don't think he's a partner either. I'm, I was going the other way. Oh, like I was I saying, I wonder how much worse it would be for her if she had a different partner who wasn't that like calm and cool and understanding and low key. Imagine if she was partnered you know I mean? with Josh. Oh wow! Yeah, put that put that, that in. Imagine if she was partnered with Devin. Yeah, or Wes. Like, it's it's super interesting. It's a short list of of guys that would be doing as good a job. Maybe Durrell. I think actually Durrell would have probably been the best choice because like he gets the mm-hmm. politics and he's cool and calm. And I, I think that part of Lolo's problem is that she knows that she's the best athlete yeah. uh, on the show. And I don't think, I don't think you can tell her anything because she just keeps defaulting to, well, I'm the best athlete, mm-hmm. but Darrell no, that's is a fantastic athlete and a gold glove boxer, as we all know. So I wonder, I mean, that's not nearly on the same par as being an Olympian, but I wonder if that would have been enough, like, to have her actually listen to Durrell if he was her partner. 
It's interesting. It's interesting. I'm not sure, but that's definitely interesting for sure. Um, so then, in sorry, I should say, CT in confessional sympathizes with Lolo because, like her, no one wants to face him in an elimination, and they're both frustrated by their partners. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we've got Leroy, Corey, Devin, Kyle, and Michi talking about the fact that there's only one men's skull left. And there's a lot of big dudes that are still without. Josh, Michi, not that he's big, Corey, um, Nam, uh, Durrell. Like, those guys, aside from Josh, are no joke. So they're, they're talking. And Devin puts it out there that they need to set it up so that Josh goes against Fessy. Like, that's sort of the best case scenario. He was speculating that maybe Josh could beat Fessy in certain competitions, which then basically replaces a very competent athlete with a layup. And Leroy and Kyle agree in theory. Uh, But Kyle says his goal is to put Anissa and Fessy in, do everything he can to get rid of them. Uh, Meanwhile, our guy Josh is saying, I laughed at this. This might be my line of the episode. Josh is telling Fessy, that once he proves himself in elimination, people will respect him. And in my notes, yeah. it says, that ain't it, bro. Maybe I should give Josh my sweater here that says, it's a it's from the NBA Finals LeBron line here, where he says, I want my damn respect too. Maybe Josh needs one of these hoodies. Although I would never send one to Josh. But on a different note, um, yeah, I don't know. Josh wanting people to put respect on his name, I'd... We'll we'll get to Josh later. Oh, we're gonna putting respect on his name. Unfortunately, but let's get to this challenge, man. Let's get to this. Challenge. Okay, all brawl, all brawl. So I mean, I called it a swamp pit, but basically, you got five people got to go down into this mud pit and find a relic. And the first one out to cross the line wins. One winner per round. Moving on to phase two. So heat one, we had Anissa, Big T. Lolo and Nani. I was like, okay, this is a pretty tough heat. And I felt bad for Big T. <laughs> I the thing though I found funny about this round was at the very beginning where they're looking for the relic and Kyle just yells, Nani's got it, Nani's got it. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Faked everyone out. That was pretty funny. But I mean, Nani did end up getting it. And then the fight was on. Everyone was throwing down. Everyone's trying to get it on and that's in that moment. But what was the thing that kind of stood out uh, from that heat one? Uh, it would have to be Anissa putting mm-hmm. Lolo in the sleeper hold like she was Rowdy Roddy Piper. Just trying. Solid <laughs> Thank you. Just applying the million dollar dream to put Lolo down for the count. She said that what she was trying to do was get Lolo out of the way so that she could then uh, just like take her sort of out of the equation and sh- yeah. Anissa figured that she could pull the relic, which was clearly a pole wrestle <laughs> uh, out yeah. of someone like Nani or Cam or Big T's hands and then just rumble across the uh, the finish line there like she's Jerome Bettis. Um I, I thought it was a solid strategy. She probably held on too long. We should say Cam won, but Lolo yeah. was pissed. But 
Yeah, so Cam wins because Nani eventually gets it and just tosses it over to Cam, and uh, which is an important tidbit to note for later on. But uh, yeah, Nani basically catches it and tosses it to Cam, and Lolo was super mad. And here's my thing with Lolo here. I get that you're mad. Did she get choked? Yes. Mm-hmm. Should she be mad about it? Sure, maybe. Probably. But like at the end of the day, there's no rules to this. But I get it. You're mad. You're upset. Make your point and move on. Right? Like you said you're mad. You said you shouldn't have choked me. Okay, cool. But don't keep going at it. And, and clearly, once you said it the first time and Anissa was like, okay, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. And then you keep going. What's the point in that? Like, what is what is it that you're wanting Anissa to say that will then make you feel better at that point? Right? Like, I get that you're mad. But unless you're going to do something about it, make your point and then move on. I get it. And then they showed the replay and it didn't look as bad as Lolo was making it out to be. So I'm just like, whatever. It, I mean, they sort of showed it in slow-mo, like black and white, so it's hard to know. But I don't think it lasted that long either. Like it. No, I don't think it did. But I, I get it. Like, I understand why she would be mad. But she just took it overboard like she does everything because that's what Lolo does. But whatever let's let's move on because lolo is such a character heat two we got fessy josh kyle michi and nam so the thing here josh and fessy their strategy is they're gonna be on either sides as they call it of the entrance and the exit correct me if i'm wrong here I know that there's an exit, but isn't the rest of it just like a circle? Yeah. Like you don't necessarily have to get out at one side of the water. No. You could get out at any point. So how does this strategy make sense? Well, I mean, Josh and Fessy have a few things in common. They're both big. <laughs> They're both yep. on Big Brother. They both, mm-hmm. as longtime listener Emma Ewing pointed out, they like black turtlenecks with chains, like they're the rock. <laughs> they're also dumb. Side note, hold on, side note. Have you noticed that there's promos for a show called Young Rock? No. I'm like, this is really a thing? No, that's incredible. Yeah. It, I mean, it's something. I don't know if incredible is the word that I would have used, but yeah, sorry. LT and I, As you brought LT up, and I will start a podcast for that. Um, (laughs) but like the other thing they have in common is that they're dumb. Like they are not bright. And like, I get if, I get if their thought was, we're going to stay on opposite sides and kind of like rotate around. Yeah. Okay, cool. I could kind of get that, but to just be like, we're going to be at the exit and entrance. And I'm like, "Mm, okay, but I could get out at the other side and just run around. Well, and here's the other thing. So Nam shouts to Nam. He finds it almost immediately. And he has the very, like, the correct idea that he pretends to not have it. And, like, you can see he'll, like, pick up a rock with one hand and throw and be like, oh, that's not it. When he's clearly got the other hand down, like, holding on to it. And he just slowly makes his way around that. And significantly... I'm not sure if it's Fessy or Josh, but the one that was guarding the exit moves out of position. Yeah. 
Like they didn't even stick to their own stupid plan, and Nam <laughs> pop. It was Fessy. It was Fessy that moved out of position. It was Fessy. It was Fessy. Nam pops out, slips the tackle from almost the NFL player Fessy, and wins. And the, yeah, I mean, good for Nam. That was totally the right strategy. Really smart, and he made the point in confessional. The entire point of this game is to avoid physical contact. If you can avoid physical contact, it's easy. You just got to find the relic. He found it immediately and then found a way to avoid physical contact. It's perfect. It was a great play by Nam. And it's such a perfect example. I bring this up all the time about what the challenge really is. Because here's a super big, physically gifted dude. But he used his brain to win what most people assumed was a physical challenge. And that's what makes the challenge such a different show than anything else, because you think the advantages are in one thing, but there's always a different layer to the game, to the challenge, to being successful. And that's what makes the game fun. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Right. That was awesome. Heat three. We got Amber times two, uh, Gabby, Casey and Teresa. So I would assume by then everyone would have used Nam's strategy But then I realized, oh, well, they might not be showing us in order, the actual order that they taped it in, Mm -hmm. right? But the way that this one played out in terms of Teresa trying to do what Nam did, but kind of having a terrible poker face, (laughs) I thought that was funny. But hold on. Not only did she have a bad poker face, but she also then tried to pick it up, like, in the middle. Like, she wasn't even close to the edge. So... You'd have to run through water past, every, like, it was just a badly executed plan by Teresa. What did you think of her game plan? Well, first, I have to say, they did show it to us in order, and you can tell because on the sidelines, the people that were had already gone were wrapped in blankets or towels or whatever. That was only for one round. Yeah, but, like, for the first four where, like, people are trying to hide the relic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you, I got you. But... First of all, like, I love that Anissa was, like, from the sidelines. She's like, I could tell Teresa had it. Like, Teresa yeah. sort of only got, like, somehow absorbed the Coles Notes version of what Nam did. She didn't pick up that he did a great job of selling, not having it. She didn't pick up that he slowly inched his way closer to the finish line. So he was by far the closest to the finish line. Like, she just, as you said, she popped up basically in the middle with not one, but two people still in place to stop her. It made no sense. Nor she is physically dominant as Nam. Like, Nam also, like, one-on-one, maybe not fessy, but probably could have bullied his way past most of the other people in the pit. Yeah, I mean, possibly for sure. It was just a dumb strategy, but a great strategy by Gabby, yeah. <laughs> who ends up just stealing it while the other girls are all engaged. She just takes the the relic and ends up strutting across the finish line. Well played by Gabby. Good win for her. Um, heat four. You got Corey, CT, Darrell, Devin, and Leroy. And CT... With a great strategy, or I don't know if it was that great or if the other people weren't paying attention, but he was just walking with it and clearly walking awkwardly. And some people from the sidelines were trying to call him out, but the people that were in the actual pit with him didn't seem to fall for it at all. 
And I found that weird. Well, Leroy, <laughs> no. well, someone showed it at him. It's at CT's feet. And he said, well, come and check my mm-hmm. feet. And Leroy went close to his feet and then, like, mm-hmm. moved on. And, like, yeah, I, I cool. don't know how CT could have possibly hit it, aside from, like, stand on it so that, like, the ends just feel yeah. like rocks. And, like, yeah, keep it, that's probably keep it, it so that the like cross was like buried in the mud or whatever and then like keep it going i don't know but he fooled leroy or leroy didn't do a great job of checking yeah somehow it didn't really work but ct much like gabby just strutting across the finish line which led us to the next round which would pin the winners against the winners he had ct versus nam and gabby versus cam and, you know, first one to safety wins. You basically just had to touch the outside. And it was pretty, you know, CT against Nam was interesting because, you know, the one thing I thought that was smart in this game where you just had to rip it apart from your partner, CT has been through these time and time again. So he kind of knows the strategy. You try to get the person off balance, get them to the ground, and then you just wear them down because it's harder for them to pull obviously when you're lying down and you have no leverage. Mm-hmm. So CT, you know, he had the mud in, in Nam's face, obviously water's going in his face, some subtle elbows. You didn't really see anything too egregious by CT, but credit to Nam. He still fought. He fought, put up a good fight, but I don't think anyone was expecting him to beat CT. No, 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 there's, there is no way that you're going to beat CT. And Darrell even said, like, welcome to the challenge. <laughs> like, yeah, here's CT. Oh, yeah. And again, like, yeah, Nam, big guy, tried his best, put up a lot of fight. And, like, I think it, I have the sense that everyone in the house likes Nam. Mm-hmm. Uh, CT clearly likes and respects him. But CT also wants that W. He wants it real bad. And, I mean, he has won some vicious pole wrestle or, like, pole wrestle type eliminations before. Like, yeah. it, it was like two bears wrestling each other. But, you know, he's the silverback. Like, he knows what he's doing. He's the grizzly in that house. So, yeah. a, another dominant performance. It's nice to see him back uh, in that kind of form. He even said it back. Your boy is back, motherfuckers. <laughs> it was pretty good it was a good ct episode all around (laughs) agreed agreed and as dominant as ct was against nam killer cam was against gabby and you know i love killer cam because her confidence i know some people get turned off by it but i'm here for the killer cam just experience because I love how confident she is because it's bordering on the line of cocky. But as I've said from the get-go, you can talk your shit as long as you back it up. If you back it up, talk that shit. And Killacam right off the top, she's like, oh, well, she says she's a trainer. So let's see what all that training has done for you. <laughs> I thought that was just a funny line. And shouts to Gabby. Gabby tried. She she put up a, a bit of a fight anyways. But it's Killacam. What can you really say about Killer Cam? I mean, I like what Kyle said. Cam has the uncanny ability to do something very strenuous and make it look not very hard. Um, and and uh, we then had the third and final round was that it's then the teams. So Cam versus Big T, CT versus Kyle. 
And it's going to go until one team has a decisive win. In other words, both partners win. And I love Kyle's immediate reaction when TJ announces this. Wait, what? So I have to fight CT now? <laughs> like, like Kyle, we always talk about how, you know, so-and-so wants to smoke. So Kyle does not want the smoke. Like, as far as Kyle is concerned, his day was done. And instead, yeah. he's up against arguably the most physically dominant player in the history of the show for something, again, Kyle doesn't really want or need. For sure. And the funny thing about this was CT, I think everyone involved kind of realized right away that, listen, we we can try to put on a little show here, but we're not going to be here all night trying to decide who wins here. And because CT was in a non-leverage situation as opposed to, let's say, Nani, right? Like there's nothing CT could do. There's no deal to be cut because they have zero leverage, mm -hmm. right? Like they know there's no chance that Big T would ever beat Cam. I mean, CT even says it. Unless Cam decides to let her win, there's no chance. And why would Cam do that, right? I know you could say the same thing about Kyle and CT, but CT, I think, kind of knows that it's better to go the other way, mm -hmm. right? Because why would they give up the power to ct and big t that makes no sense for their game it would have to be the other way just in terms of how the power dynamic is within the house for both teams so i wasn't really surprised that ct pretty much threw it like he tried but he didn't go full on i i had two thoughts the first was if you're kyle you definitely don't want to be in there because you don't want to get hurt like that's your that's your yeah. primary concern with the cold, with, you know, you're starting to get fatigued. Like, if you're going round after round, someone's going to get hurt. And if you're Kyle versus CT, or if you're Big T versus Cam, it's Kyle or Big T that are going to get hurt, more likely. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't, like, you don't want that. You, you want to bring things around quickly and quietly. You're right. I mean, Kyle wins. Cam obviously beats Big T. Kyle air quotes wins uh, after mm -hmm. sort of a token show. What I'm surprised is, and maybe we, maybe it was on the editing room floor. Why didn't CT offer to make a deal? Why didn't CT say, I bet you they did. No, but like, well, if he did, we didn't see it. Cause if I'm CT, I'm, I'm saying I'll let you win, but uh, I want to go in like, you you guys are going to put me into elimination, whatever it is. Well, you have to remember, too, Cam still isn't really happy with CT. Mm -hmm. Right? And, you know, CT had the choice to take Cam from the very beginning, and he didn't do it. So I think Cam is still always going to be a little salty, like, oh, let's see how, let's see how far things have come now, right? So... You know, maybe he could have tried, but again, they have no leverage. Like, why would Kyle and them have to take that that answer? Kyle could at least put up a fight and try to win, and maybe he could fluke one out against CT for whatever reason, even with CT trying, mm -hmm. right? Like, it's not likely, but Kyle could conceivably, you know, fluke one out. There was no chance of Big T fluking one out against Cam. No. And CT, for the first time, I saw him get mad and seem defeated 
before he even started. So his mind wasn't even in it to begin with. So it just wasn't a good look at all. I see your point. And I bet you he probably would have tried, but he's not in a position of power or has any leverage to hold anything over uh, Kyle and Cam. And Kyle and Cam, the Ks, they do it again. Well, I was going to say, he, um, the, CT did have the leverage of, like, I'm basically going to beat the shit out of your partner <laughs> over and over again. Like, which he likes yeah. Kyle. He doesn't, obviously, he doesn't want to th- threaten Kyle. But also, like, that's like forcing someone to ride a bull over and over again, right? Like, eventually, it's not going to end well for Kyle. So, like, okay, so, yeah. like, you guys would win eventually. But, you know, what kind of shape will Kyle be in to run to do next our next daily in three days after fighting me like six times or whatever it takes. Nope. Very fair. Very fair. Uh, what might not be fair if you're Amber M and Michi is hearing your name on the chopping block. They weren't, uh, they definitely didn't appreciate that, but at the same time kind of knew it was coming. Um, much like I knew Lolo being salty was coming and i don't even want to talk about this but lolo's just still like telling everyone i can't believe she choked me out blah 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 like get over it already lolo hey sheldon did you know that lolo's an athlete i don't know i was unaware i mean she never mentions it never i i did enjoy uh how kyle brings up to her like you do know it was just one girl. Like there's not like some huge vendetta to get you out. Right. Like it was just one girl and she's apologizing. Like what's the problem? Lolo just needs to be salty. Some people just have that high sodium diet (laughs) and Lolo is definitely one of those people. I would love to know what her Olympic teammates think of her. I mean, because like you, she keeps saying like, Oh, I'm not used to this kind of competition. But she's, like, freaking out over everything. Like, even in yeah. non-competitive situations, she can't hold it together. Like, oh, yeah. imagine what she would have been like the night before her competitions of the Olympics. Like, she is not a low-key, relaxed, but, like, she does not get in the zone. She tried to tell us earlier this episode she gets into the zone. She does not. She does not get in the zone. <laughs> That's funny. Um yeah, and so we get to Josh and Nani, who are putting it out there that they want to go against Michi and Amber. And Kyle still wants his plan, but he wants a plan to be Josh and Nani versus Anissa and Fessy. Is that a good strategy from Kyle? Uh, I think it's better than what they settled on. See, I don't know. Because it was weird. I, I agree with you and where you're coming from. I just think... The reason why it happened, I think, is because of. Wait, maybe we'll get to that later. Well, so maybe we'll get. To we'll that say later. we'll say this in the conversation. There's a conversation between Kyle and Cam, and Kyle says, "Listen, we have two options. We can help a friend, or we can fuck an enemy. Fucking an enemy is more fun. Sound logic so far, Kyle. And yeah. he suggests, as you said, Josh and Ani versus." Fessy and Anissa. Cam says, A, we don't know if it's a guy's elimination or a girl's elimination. And B, she says, I guess in confessional, she says, 
I don't want to piss off the Big Brother Alliance. But let, like the Big Brother Alliance, by my count, is Josh, Fassy, Casey, apparently Amber B, who like this episode has been showing her colors, but otherwise hasn't really. So they, they yeah. and like I guess by extension, Nani and earlier Amber B said that Lolo was in the Big Brother Alliance. So max six people, and this is an opportunity to knock off one of them at least. And also, like, are you really scared of Josh and Amber B? Nah. And like Fessy is like a pretty like compromised player in terms of politics. Casey, like they're not that good. Right? Well, I mean, it's shown by when was the last time one of them won the challenge. And even when they did, it was Casey and Leroy. So we obviously know that if it's Casey and Leroy, you ain't got no problems if you're Cam. So I get your point. It doesn't really make sense. And one thing that I will say I was surprised at when we get to the liquor dome was CT. I can't help but watch CT and think about how different this version of CT is than everything that we've come to know on the challenge. And I'm not, I'm sure that, you know, he's putting it on for the camera to be like the nice guy and all that stuff. Like, I get that. I totally do. But it still doesn't change the fact of how, you know, for him to come out and openly say, hey, you know what? No matter what, I'm going to ride it out with Big T. Should I have? chosen cam when i had the chance yeah probably but i'm here and i'm gonna ride it out with big t let's do this and just like big her up in that scenario i was like okay ct i don't whether you're doing it for the camera whether you're doing it for whatever you're getting your politician game on and you're selling man it's working it's working my guy seems common cool. i don't think it's his approval rating is up. i don't think it's for the cameras i think he i think he's learned he's matured I think he genuinely likes Big T. I think everyone likes Big T. Yeah. And like, you know, we see in the liquor dome, they're apologizing to each other for not winning and for CT's outburst, which really was disappointing. Like he should not have put her on blast like that. Shout outs to the pod. Mm -hmm. Um, But like it's not just that big t was buying it but like all the rookie girls are like yeah yeah like like no one is like oh these are crocodile tears like everyone's like oh yeah i know like this is ct like ct was heated in the moment he's apologized like everyone's taking him at his word and if anyone's not going to take him at his word it'd be the group of women right it'd be like you're telling me amber m in confessional if she didn't believe it wouldn't call call us out no she like she i think that's really ct and it's cool to see no, it's pretty cool it's cool to see i agree for sure um i don't know if i agree with kyle's plan here he no. wants the house vote to be fessy and anisa and starts telling a bunch of people to vote them in cam is not really down with this plan obviously we know how it plays out but what this led to and we can kind of bundle this whole like next part together. It led to this weird scenario where, cause not much really happens in the deliberation, right? No. But it leads to this weird scenario where Amber, Amber B is going to vote for Amber M, but she doesn't want her to know about it. 
which is weird on a lot of different levels. One, as we say all the time, when you're trying to play both sides of the house, there's going to become a point where you have to show your colors, right? I think you say that all the time. So this was a point where Amber B felt like she needed to show her alliance or, you know, show them, okay, I'm on your side. Make the public line in the sand. So first off, Amber M interrupts Big T and Amber B's conversation, which I just thought was funny. But I don't understand both of them going up to Kyle and telling Kyle you know, so Amber B says, listen, I'm going to vote for Amber M, but I don't want you to make the votes public because I don't want this to be some public thing. And it's like, okay, but would he even do that anyways? Do you know what I mean? Like, without you saying anything, he probably just would have been like, oh, that's weird. And then left it alone. He's not going to come out to the house or to Amber M and be like, you know what? Amber B vote. Like, he wouldn't even care. He might have at most been like, oh, that's weird. But as soon as you make it a deal, <laughs> right? And then as soon as Amber M comes and she says, listen, I don't care if I go and just tell me one <laughs> thing if Amber B votes for me. It's like, what is happening here? This strategy is just amazing. And it's like, wait, I thought these two were friends. I liked, I guess not. I thought Amber B was an idiot for doing that. I thought Amber M was a G for doing that. Like the, the yeah. like, it's it's different to be like, hey, I need to do me this favor. I need to know, or sorry, I need to like cover up my own tracks. Can you, mm -hmm. Kyle, arguably the least trustworthy person in the house, <laughs> please keep <laughs> this secret the... for me that I just told you was very important. If he's not top two, he's top three. But I'm guessing like him, Devin, and Josh got to be the three fire starters in the house. So you're going to give this person who's known to just flip the house upside down. You're going to give him this ammo. Just not a good luck. Not a good I look. love Kyle and Devin. Like, I think they're good TV. I think they're funny, but it's, they've made it abundantly clear in confessional and anyone in the house that their strategy and like, they're probably each other's closest partners is chaos. Like that's their strategy is to, they have their skulls. They're just going to piss people off all the way and try to make people make mistakes. So don't yeah. give Kyle power because he's just going to like flip the house upside down every chance he gets. Cause that's his game. And like yeah. has made that abundantly clear. Like this isn't like a well-kept secret. Like this is the plan. And, um, but I did like Amber M saying, like, hey, you can do what you want. I just need one piece of information. <laughs> and that is, yeah. did Amber B fuck me on this? Um, I'll tell you one thing, Sheldon. I just want one of the Ambers to go home because I'm finding this Amber B, Amber M shit confusing. We need a nickname. We need something like we need one of them gone just to make our lives easier. I mean, I was already on board with saying Amber and then Amber M being the other Amber. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm still okay with that for now. Who, Who's <laughs> your number one Amber? The real Amber. The only Amber. The other Amber is Amber M. I like Amber M more and more. I like her better than Amber B. I just, I saw Amber on Big Brother and, you know... She 
Just yeah. Amber. The rest, as they say. <laughs> uh, shout outs to Haley. Uh, Amber M. <laughs> hey, I, didn't, I didn't say it this time. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. But Amber M. Is reminds me of Amanda, like stirring it up, like a firecracker, oh. speaking her mind, okay. like goes no fear, goes right at people. And I like that about shouts her. Shouts to Amanda, by the way. I can say that, right? Shouts to Amanda. I can give Amanda a shout out. Yeah, I love Amanda. She's great. So I, I'm more Amber M. I respect I respect your pro Amber B position, but mm-hmm. Amber M has impressed me on this show. Yeah. Um, so here's a little behind the scenes. And again, I never know if I'm right on these things, but just paying attention I assume that because there was a lack of drama, right? Like it was pretty apparent that everyone's going to vote for Amber M. It was pretty apparent, and they didn't show us this, but I'm putting the pieces all together. Okay. It's pretty apparent that Nani let Cam win so that Cam would then give Nani the right to go into the elimination. Mm-hmm. Right. I believe the rest of this was all cooked up by the producers and editors to make it seem as if there was some perceived drama. So you get the weird cutaway, which this was the first time, if I'm not mistaken, that after the two people that won, they didn't show us who the house voted for. You're correct. It's the first time. And I have to say, Cam and Kyle, don't quit your day jobs. You are not good actors. Like they like I've done that before where I'm I'm like, hey, I need you guys to just act surprised. (laughs) (laughs) Is reality TV. There was one time actually we were doing this uh because the show was the show I was working on at the time was called Drafted. It was a search of search for Canada's next sports broadcaster, and one of the challenges was doing streeter interviews. And so, one of the contestants, who's like this huge, like jacked guy, and he's always like yelling and screaming and flexing on camera and stuff, and he was doing an interview with this guy about like the business of sports or something. And he had a LeBron James jersey. And he was just like, LeBron James sells jerseys, blah, blah, blah. And the guy that he was interviewing on the street was just like, oh, screw LeBron. I don't like LeBron. I'm not a LeBron fan. And he grabbed the jersey out of the guy's hand and threw it. Right. And the guy's like, whoa, did you just throw the jersey? Blah, blah, blah. So they finished doing the they finished doing the interview, whatever. Ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, okay, cool. Perfect. Thanks. Hold for a second, though. And I go get the jersey. And I place it into the middle of the road. And I'm like, I have the camera guy just sit there waiting for a car to drive by and drive over it. So it just has it locked on the shot. I get the other contestants to come over and be like, all right, I need you guys to pretend like you're watching the car drive over the jersey, okay? (laughs) And like, that's what it was. But when you piece it together in editing, it looks like he throws a jersey. The guy's like, what? They threw the jersey. He threw the jersey in the road. And then the car drives over and there. Everyone's like, oh, <laughs> bench reacts and everyone's going crazy. Magic TV. So I say all that to say this. A great job by the producers here, because if it just plays out normally and they show us that it's Michi and um, Amber M, then there's no drama the rest of the way. But the fact that they played it like that, it's like, wait, they didn't show us this? Does that mean that there's going to be some twist coming up? Wait a second. What's happening here? Even though if you piece it all together, you can see exactly what happened. Obviously, Nani and Cam had a deal because Nani let Cam win. Yeah, you can go in. Who do you want to go in against? It's going to be Amber Amamichi. Cool. And that was the deal. 
So my question is, as we see this lineup, right? Amber M and Michi versus Josh and Nani. Because again, we don't know if it's going to be a male elimination or female elimination, right? So they obviously put in the rookie team at that point. Do you think this was the right move? No. For Cam? No. This is. I think this is okay. idiotic. I think she's blown it. So good move by the producers to fake us out or to try to fake us out, but bad move by Cam. That's what horrible you're saying. Horrible move by Cam. Because there's at least two other people that I would have given this to, given this opportunity okay. to. The first, and in my mind, the best choice is you call down Big T and CT. Oh. Because okay. you don't know if it's male or female elimination. Mm -hmm. Amber M might be the only person in the house that Big T can take out. You got That's you bad. got no beef with Big T for sure, right? So okay, no, go on, go on. If it's men's elimination, then it's CT versus Josh. Sorry, CT versus Michi. CT. Any competition is beating Michi, especially this one, which yeah. we've already seen, and they would recognize. Um, was it Asset Destroyed? Asset Destroyed too. They kind of put in some wrinkles. Yeah, yeah. But Asset Destruction. Destruction. Thank you. But you you give it to CT or Big T because they could beat this team easily. And as Kyle said earlier in the episode, we can either. Help an uh, help a friend or fuck an enemy. You're not gonna fuck an so, enemy with putting them against Amber and Michi. So you help a friend. CT and Big T. But I don't think CT is their friend. Well, the other choice, because Nani is her friend. Like we know that. Though. Yeah. CT is Kyle's friend, but I don't think Kyle wants to run in a final against CT, and I don't think Cam wants CT to run in a final against Leroy. The other choice is Corey and Teresa. Ooh, that's definitely not happening, though. Well, they hate Teresa, but mm -hmm. I think you could string together that it's a men's elimination. Okay. In which case, then it's Corey against Michi. They've got no problems with Corey. Yeah, that would make sense because they have no problems with Corey and Corey getting a skull isn't necessarily a threat to Leroy either. Okay, maybe you could sell me on that one. You could sell me on that one. I just think this came down to uh, trying to hook up one of her friends. And if Anissa already has a skull, right? Mm -hmm. And her other friend in the house still is nani so i think it was just as simple as that nani helped her win here's your chance cool i'll throw you in yeah your partner's josh and whatever if josh wins and he gets a skull that's easy for leroy so no worries there no shame there like it wasn't a great move but i get it so and sorry i just wanted to add cam tweeted and she said mm -hmm. there's always a method to everything i do I did the Big Brother Alliance a huge favor by helping Josh. Now they owe me a huge favor on Girls' Day. That's such bad logic on at least three levels. 
The first level is, as Devin pointed out, you cannot trust the Big Brother people because the entire premise of their game is lying. Correct. Number two, the Big Brother Alliance has two girls, three if you're throwing Lolo in there too. That don't want to face you. That don't want to face you and don't have skulls. Neither Casey nor Amber B have skulls. That's going to be their priority. Number three, as I said from the top of this episode of You Killed It, Cam already has a golden skull. She is doing too much, Sheldon. She should not be so involved in girls' eliminations at this point. She had, like why what's why does she care about women's eliminations? I know she's trying to get a good partner for Leroy, but like you're probably going to cycle through I, partners. She's doing too much. There's no need for all this. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. I I'm not even mad at that point. That's fair. Um who I am mad at though is Josh. Cuz first off my guy is so hyped that he gets to go against Michi when that's what he really wanted all along. Mm-hmm. Like we know that. And in this challenge, you know, again, we've seen this already. Basically they just added a puzzle to the beginning part of it. And you have to solve the puzzle and then pull the crate. Then the balls fall. You pick up the medicine balls and you have to throw them through the puzzle with the corresponding or sorts, throw them through the wall which the pieces that you solved on the puzzle revealed which ones you need to break. So I was rooting for Michi like very hard. Me right? too. Like I wanted Michi to win as I'm sure most people did because there's not a lot of Josh fans, but there are Josh fans out there. So I hear you. I, I appreciate that. Josh has never won an elimination, but at first I thought, would this win actually put respect on his name? No. Like, and this was before it started. Okay. All right. Before it started. Do you think beating Michi would put respect on Josh's name? It would if it was a dominant performance. See, I didn't think so because it's a win, but he's supposed to win that. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, you're supposed to beat Michi, who is, you know, still super raw. Like, he hasn't done anything yet. Right. We haven't seen anything from him to show us that he's a good competitor or or, you know, even belongs on the show competition wise. We just see him in the background kind of hanging out mostly. Haven't really seen him perform at all. So for Josh, it's kind of like, okay, yeah, like you're supposed to win. So I don't know if this would put respect on your name. It'd be cool, but whatever. So let's get to the actual challenge, right? Josh finishes the puzzle pretty quickly, which I, like Kyle, I think it was Kyle, was pretty surprised that Josh finished that quickly because I was surprised that Josh could do a puzzle that quickly. Kyle, it was Mind you, the puzzle wasn't that hard. Yeah. Mind you, the puzzle wasn't that hard or it shouldn't have been that hard. Am I wrong there? No, you're not wrong. It was a simple sliding puzzle. Uh, there's so much. I'm going to try to not be super mean to Josh. I'm going to be I'm very trying. mean. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Meanwhile, Michi is trying, and it and he's struggling with the puzzle. Okay? <laughs> Josh finishes. He ends up pulling the, the crate, and he starts throwing the balls. And my guy can't throw at all. And I'll say this, right? Because to me, you know, the whole, like, I think someone says... 
you know, what grown man can't throw or whatever, right? So I'm not even going to make this a gender thing because I feel like if you're a kid and you play sports, if you played sports as a kid and then you grow up and you can't throw, that's on your parents, right? That's not on you. Guy or girl, doesn't matter. You grow up as a grown-ass person and you can't throw, that's on your parents. Now, for you to be in this situation where now you're grown up and you still can't throw, then we got to like take a little look here and be like, okay, come on. Like, really? Like, it's not like you're throwing a football trying to make it a spiral. Like, he just couldn't throw anything. Sheldon. I don't know if I've seen a challenge before where everybody was just openly laughing at him. It was bad. The entire point of doing that puzzle was that it showed you which pieces to throw the balls through. He didn't refer to the puzzle for like his first 10 throws. So he just like kept bouncing the ball off of hard pieces or the crossbars. This was a pathetic yeah. performance. So I will, I will, you know, save Josh a little bit here because I was paying attention and I noticed that I thought that production reran some of the same they did drills just some from different them. angles. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the way that it was coming off kind of looked similar in a few shots. So I will save him a little bit there for sure. But to me, this was worse than like, you can't throw, like it wasn't even about like throwing motion. Like there's a level of just bare minimum athleticism. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, did you not go to gym class? <laughs> in elementary school, in high school, like my guy, again, base level athleticism we're talking about. He just looked so uncoordinated. And as Fessy said, he looks, did Fessy say he looked goofy? Yeah. <laughs> well, Fessy, Fessy says he's really athletic, but he also looks goofy. He is not athletic. He is no, big. Not at all. He is a tall heavy human being but he has super uncoordinated he has shown no athleticism at any Not point at michi just like judging by his build is more athletic he's just worse at puzzles because he never gets the puzzle together never gets a puzzle together and as anisa points out michi was trying to cheat and it's like it's a sliding puzzle you can't cheat there's nothing to cheat <laughs> like <laughs> And that's where I realized, because at first I was like, maybe Michi's just really nervous because of the situation, right? It's elimination. It's your first time with the spotlight just solely on you. Everyone's yelling and screaming. There's chaos going on. You're going against Josh. You see him ahead of you and you're getting nervous, right? I always feel some level of sympathy for these people at times because I'm like, okay, I know that two plus two equals four, but if the stress of everything was going down and it's right in front of me. I would be like, Oh, like I, there's a world in which I'm like, I would be like, wait a second. There's a trick here. Isn't there? Like I know two plus two equals four, but there's gotta be a trick here. Something else is going on just because you're out thinking yourself. There's so much going on. But after my guy tried to cheat off Josh's board, I was like, Oh, he just doesn't get this puzzle. at all." It's amazing. We went, for, oh, we went from man. one of the, best eliminations mm -hmm. arguably well i don't want to say ever but like a very impressive elimination of two guys really doing an impressive job with leroy versus yeah. jay right like they both really showed us something leroy was the better man deserved the win 
but like no one's looking down their nose at Jay's effort. To not at all. Arguably the worst elimination showing we've ever seen from both competitors. Like this was pathetic, and like I made it was. Bad. I made a point of bringing up the conversation earlier between Josh and Fessy, where Josh said, "I just need to win an elimination so that people will respect me." I think people mm-hmm. respect him less after this because <laughs> not because he like starts to talk shit to Devin. <laughs> and I love that. I mean, the, you know, this is my line of the episode. Josh says, "Devin, you want to do hall brawl now?" And Devin goes, "Yeah, if we have to throw at something first <laughs> which is just chef's so, kiss, just perfect. Not that I expected Josh to be a gracious winner or anything, but it was still so cringe watching him just yell and scream and it's like i get that you won i really do but come on act bro. like you've that been there before be proud of it's not even that it's just like you should be ashamed of that win <laughs> right like and i mean hey in theory maybe we didn't see how it actually happened live and it wasn't as bad as it looked and josh really won a little easier who knows that all could be true but the way that we viewed it on tv yeah, Josh, sorry, man. I, I can't ride with that. Um, you said your line of the episode. Mine was, I'm going to give two. Okay. Um, one, one, just because it's related to the conversation we're having right now. <laughs> and TJ says, Michi, I think it's safe to say you're not the puzzle master. <laughs> <laughs> and Michi's like, I know. And I was actually trying to. <laughs> TJ's response, I know. That's what makes it so sad. <laughs> so good. TJ Lavin, whatever dude's name is that hosts a bachelor, eat your heart out. Chris Harrison. Um, but my other, my uh, Chris Harrison, I forgot his name. It was right there and it, it just, it slipped my mind. Um, the bachelor, just terrible. I don't even want to talk about the bachelor, but my other line of the episode. Okay. Is Darrell. Darrell says this was earlier on after Lolo is freaking out. And Darrell says, this ain't the Olympics. Ain't no such things as playing fair because all these motherfuckers in the house play dirty. <laughs> I realize that I keep picking Darrell lines when he adds in a motherfucker. <laughs> I, I realize that. But it, it gets me every time. I, gets me every we time. We also, uh, CT, when he won by kicking the relic along, <clears throat> announced that he won by going, surprise, motherfucker, like from The Wire. So it's not like... It's not like a line line of the episode, but I enjoyed that a lot. I also wanted to read it. It's still pretty I cool. wanted to read a tweet from Ray, um, at Ramsfan2689, as opposed to other Rays that listen to us. He said, just skip the podcast tomorrow. I don't want to listen. I want to go to bed tonight <laughs> and forget this episode ever existed. They really tried oh, to make man. us feel glad for Josh. Ray... I'm inclined to agree. This was so not a good episode. And again, like I don't know what Cam and Kyle are thinking. What a disaster. What a pathetic showing by Josh. Like I, I So I'm gonna say this. Much. Okay. Who who's your MVP? My MVP is C T. Oh. Okay. I thought C T had Explain. a great episode. Just mm-hmm. dominant in the daily competition. Uh yeah. It's not so much that he lost, it's that he couldn't win. 
but in the first two rounds, like used his brains, used his brawn, dummied Nam. Like no disrespect to Nam, but like you know, people are scared and worried about Nam for being the biggest guy in the house, and CT just mauled him. CT, although I did not like how he spoke to Big T ahead of round three of the daily, at least he apologized. He was hilarious throughout the episode. Just like, you know, when we give out these MVPs and LVPs, it's not all about, like, who does well in the competitions. It's also who, you know, had a great hookup with someone or who was funny or anything like that. And CT, this episode, was very funny. So to me, CT, you killed it. So my pick for who killed it in this episode, I'm going way off the board here. I'm going with the producers and editors (laughs) that put this episode together. And the reason I'm saying that is because if you look at how, I kind of touched on this earlier, but if you look at how this episode played out, there wasn't a lot to work with. And, and think about it. So Cam and Nani clearly had a deal where one of them was going to win, right? Mm-hmm. So Cam is going to throw in Nani. We know that. That's what's going to happen. So they pump fake that. They don't really show us any of that going on for the whole episode. And then they drum up this whole thing. I mean, Lolo's kind of losing it, but that's just par for the course at this point. Like, that's not shocking anybody, right? They come up with this whole thing. Well, maybe we'll throw in Anissa and Fessy, which really doesn't make a lot of sense on any level at all. But they at least trick us and make it seem by showing Kyle asking two people to go around the house and tell everybody to vote for Fessy and Anissa, which also makes no sense because who would then want to go in against Fessy and Anissa? So why would anybody vote in Fessy and Anissa? So like they just pumped faked us with this whole thing just to stir it up. As mentioned, they changed it so that we didn't find out who was actually going in right in the moment because we would have been let down like, oh, really? It's Michi and and, uh, Amber M? Whatever. Right. Like that would have been our reaction. And then you get to, again, one of the worst eliminations we've ever seen. And they did a good job of making Josh look even worse than he was. Like his throwing form was terrible. Right. And, you know, the multiple angles. Are you familiar with the movie Above the Rim? Yes. So the basketball scene, right, at the very end where Tommy Shepard checks in, Tommy Shepard, I'm pretty sure I have his name, right, checks into the game and he's wearing, like, jeans and just, like, killing everybody. Like, the jumper's just crazy. In that scene, if you go back and watch it, they run, like, they show you, like, the same shot, like, over and over and over again, just from different angles. And so that's what I was thinking while watching Josh just continuously just throw the ball terribly at the wall. And I'm thinking they had to do this to at least make something of a storyline here to make us feel something in this episode because there wasn't a lot there. So at least we could feel some sense of humor, some laughter at Josh's expense, or else we just would have been watching this like, all right, cool. Because as you mentioned, we're not going to be rooting for Josh. And clearly we couldn't really root for Michi because he couldn't even finish the puzzle so at least they tried to give us some laughs and i think they succeeded in that with the bench reacts so i'm gonna say who killed it was the producers and editors that put together this episode because there's nothing worse than when you have to do a season of a show 
and you just end up getting the crappy episode. That sucks. <laughs> That's a terrible spot to be in. When you know that other people are getting episodes that are fire and there's so much going on in their episodes and your episode is this dude can't throw a ball literally two feet in front of him. That's one thing about that competition that we didn't even discuss. I have the impression that there's no like line that they have to stand behind to throw. Like he was no, like no, no. point there blank. Was. No, no, no. There was. They just moved it so much closer than it was for Tori and Anissa. Why would it was so much closer? You could see it because I looked at it and I was like, really? The line is that close? Another thing that's brutal. I'm sorry, listeners that were circling back to us. I'm just having a hard time grieving the 90 minutes I wasted watching that episode. Ooh. Like, why didn't why didn't Josh throw it underhand? Like, why didn't he do it, like, between the legs like he's the short kid in Hoosiers? Like, Anissa... You're asking why Josh didn't do something smart. Fuck, just brutal. And, like, he's going to be insufferable, too, for the rest of the season. Whoa, Corey, why don't you have your gold skull yet? Yeah, it's going to be a thing. It's going to be great, though, because you know... Like, one thing I will say... That if anything, this benefits Kyle and Devin because now... This benefits CT. Yeah. Because you can just try to steal Josh's skull. Well, I was going to say, like, you're Kyle and Devin. You're not the number one guy with a gold skull that people are going to gun for. Exactly. That's the one benefit. Exactly. For sure. Where Everyone's going to try to take Josh's skull. Yeah. How can the good people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander and on Instagram at Sheldon Alexander. Huge shouts to the people liking and subscribing to the pod on uh, SoundCloud and on Apple and on YouTube. Huge shouts. People seem to be liking the videos. People were like, you know, when the videos were gone for a bit because I was sick, people were like, where are the videos? What's going on? So that's been really cool to add just another element, another way to watch the pod. I wish I had more time in the day so I could like cut up clips and like post clips of shit we're talking about. But I'm trying here. I'm trying to run an opera, a solo, you know, back end editing operation here. And, you know, there's limits to what I'm able to do, but I'm trying. I'm trying, people. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at J Chidley Hill. I'm not trying. <laughs> Well played. Well played. Until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.